Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. Kind of. Less so, as time goes on. Topics are introduced, tangents are followed, many things are discussed. You would think that there's an unlimited supply of things to talk about in the world. You could choose any topic and just riff on that. But instead, it just becomes a conversational show, like every other show. Offering you not much else than other podcasts hosted by people who think that they have things to say, but actually offers you a lot more than those podcasts, because the people who have things to say are better than those other hosts who have nothing to say, despite the fact they think they have plenty to say. My name is Greg Russ. It's just me tonight, a solo show, which, you know, if you don't, if you, if, if you want to get out of here, get out of here. Like the Marilyn Monroe show that's on the movie that was released on Netflix. People are apparently watching it an average of three to five minutes before bailing completely, which is one of the great things these days when you're the, the metrics, the access to the metrics with streaming platforms, much different than the Nielsen TV home. We're a Nielsen family or the old radio diaries when ratings were done with samplings of people who had to fill out manually what they were listening to, what they were watching. Nobody wanted to get into the nitty gritty with it. So they would just say, uh, yeah, I like this, this radio show. I listen to it nonstop. I don't change the station ever from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. They get my ratings. It's a wonderful thing. And then that's reflected. And oh my God, this show is the best show in the history of radio shows. But the reality is, and as we've seen as ratings measurements have shifted a bit into the personal people meter, which is like a little pager that people wear now, and radio signals are embedded with a high frequency that you can't hear yourself, but the PPM meter, well, that's redundant, the personal people meter meter, it picks up this frequency. It knows what you're listening to. And like most people, you jump around from radio station to radio station. So it knows that you listen for six minutes. It goes to commercial. You go away. Maybe you time it. You come back. Maybe you get distracted by something else and you never come back. So it's a little more intricate. It's a little more accurate. And that's what's going on these days with, with Marilyn Monroe. Netflix knows people watch for three to five minutes, which would crush me. I Look, in the first place, I wouldn't make a Marilyn Monroe movie for Netflix or for any platform. Sounds somewhat boring to me. But I think people are so desperate to just create, which I shouldn't mock because creating is a wonderful thing. But people are so desperate to create successfully and get their name out there that they'll do things like a Marilyn Monroe Blonde, apparently it's called. NC-17, who I had no clue. NC-17. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 43%. They say the film is horrifying. Fans of Marilyn Monroe. And the JFK scene went too far. So look, you're not going to get that here. I'm not offering you an NC-17 rating by any means. There's not going to be a scene with JFK that goes a little too far. And, you know, Marilyn Monroe apparently still has fans, people out there who need to protect her honor, even though she's not around. They're there. They're the, you ever go to, not that I would go 
well, not that I know this firsthand. Who am I kidding? Yes, I do know. But uh, I never spent money. I'll tell you that right now. I've never spent money. If you ever go to the campsites, um, adult campsites, there's the chat rooms where you can interact with the people who are on cam. And there's always some dude, some guy, maybe a couple guys, and then they go at it. But they act as the enforcers of the room. I'm here to protect the honor of this sweet lady. Did she ask you to do that? No. You're taking it upon yourself? Why? As if she can't take care of herself. As if she can't dismiss uh, people who are giving her a hard time or saying crude, nasty things. I don't think she needs you. But if it makes you feel better, because you're obviously there for her well-being, not because you want anything sexual. No, no, not you. You're different. You're a different guy. And you're there just to make sure that things stay in order. And I'm sure she appreciates it so much that one day she'll realize what you're doing and be so grateful that at that point she'll offer you sex because she wants to have sex with you because you're just such a thoughtful, protective dude. You're delusional is what's happening. You're pathetic is what's happening. And I assume the same thing with these. Anytime you do something based on a person, Elvis, for example, with with the film that came out, which whatever, I was never really into Elvis. And to me, Elvis was always somewhat of a joke because by the time I was able to understand that there was a man named Elvis and who that man was, he was already dead and there was the end of his life where he was overweight and kind of pathetic. I'm sorry to say, but that's what it seemed to me at the time. I'm not saying that's the case. I know if you're looking into, into it more, it's a tragic story. There's tragic parts to it, at least. Maybe not the whole story. But all I knew was, yeah, okay, that guy, he did music. People liked him, but then they made fun of him and he died in a the sad way, but a way that is easily mockable. So watching the movie, which I know wasn't accurate in its historical reporting, you know, it opened things up to me. So I, I was able to enjoy it, knowing that there were creative liberties taken, but I had never thought of Elvis in any other way. So that was a chance for me to uh, enter that world a bit. And people who really knew Elvis, not like really knew Elvis, but you know what I mean? They followed his career and they had a better grasp on his history and the story arc of his life, they didn't like it. And that's fair because of those same creative liberties that I enjoyed because I wasn't wholly invested. It was barely invested. And you've got these other people who have been invested, and then that bothers them. And that's fine. I still think it's a bit strange. People get very angry over these things. And apparently that's what's happening with Marilyn Monroe. Oh my God, this is a disgrace to who she was and what she represented. Possibly, maybe, fine. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, it's actually playing in a theater here. I'm not going to go see it. There's no movies to go see. There hasn't been anything for quite a while. I think September was one of the worst box office months not not in recent history, because recent history includes 2020. So we take out 2020. 
and the September box office was just god awful because there was absolutely nothing released, which is a shame because I'm one of these people who still likes to go to the movies, even though recently went and. All right, I'm not going to here. I was going to steal a story from Christine and my girlfriend and present it as my own because I just felt as though it was easier to do. But she'll probably end up listening to this and say, hey, that was my story. How dare you? You're an asshole. And also there is an integrity that comes with recording these shows and, and being a host. And I want to tell the truth. I don't want to exaggerate or lie, which quite often people like to do in the stories that they tell. Uh, they steal elements and they say that this happened to me when it really happened to a friend or they exaggerate the elements to make it sound a little more exciting. And that's not really a game that I want to play. So I'm sorry that I even thought about it there for a second. It, it, it's a betrayal if I had gone through with it because I feel as though the point of the story remains intact if it happened to me, if it happened to Christina, if it happened to anyone else. Uh, most of the theaters, the, the major chains, AMC, Regal here in New York City, have been retrofitted with the big recliners. So the oversized chairs that I, two of me could fit in one, and then you get to recline, and you lay there and you watch the movie in, in comfort and in style, and the popcorn falls all over your chest and rolls down and gets caught in your, your belt and finds its way into your pockets and you're walking home later and you stop at the bodega to, to buy a drink or some candy and you pull out your wallet and the popcorn falls everywhere and people look at you like, what's going on with this man? Was he at the circus? Is he at the circus? Maybe I just want to defeat some birds. Maybe I want to defeat some squirrels. Stop giving me that look. Mind your own business. That's what you're supposed to do here in New York. Mind your own business. Look away. You don't know who I am. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm psycho. I mean, I have popcorn in my pocket after all. A man who has popcorn in his pocket, especially if it's stale, it's not somebody you want to mess with. If it's fresh, mm, it's a little more understandable. Because it's a snack. Maybe, you know, carrying things in your pocket is a snack. It's not that wild of an idea. Anyway, these chairs, they're oversized, and Christina goes to the movie. She goes alone, and there's a guy there. And he's spreading his legs so wide that somehow it's his legs spilling over into her chair. I, I still can't grasp the actual concept. I don't know how it works. But the leg was spilling over into her chair. And when she asked him to move, there was some guff. Rolling of the eyes, a sigh. Uh, and slow to put his leg back into his designated territory. So when I say I like going to the movies, I mean it. Unless there's other people in the theater, because then you have to deal with things like that. But if there aren't other people in the theater, then there's not going to be any movies. So this is where we ultimately end up. The worst box office, because there aren't any films that anyone wants to see. Although, what do you have coming up? Black Panther 2, which I guess people want to boycott. Because they didn't replace Black Panther and there isn't an actual Black Panther in there after Chadwick died. Which I think it was too soon to replace Black Panther. And I don't think anyone's actually going to boycott it. Maybe they'll try. It's still, what, is it? what do you care? There's going to be respect paid 
to Chad Bozeman. His unfortunate passing. I'm sure the movie's going to handle it. Ryan Coogler directed it. If you're into Marvel, if you're into these things, it's going to be fine. And at some point, they will find a way to replace him. I think it's strange to replace him so quickly. But that movie's going to come out. That'll probably do well. I don't know if it'll be any good because the, the latest Thor wasn't so good. I was I watched earlier today on TV, which watching movies on TV, ridiculous in its own right. Why are you going to sit there and stare at the commercials and the horrible edits and the overdubs? Especially if you have, if you have access. Quite often these movies, with all the streaming platforms we do have, you have access, but people still will sit there and watch the on-TV version, punishing themselves ultimately. I don't deserve more than this. I'm a horrible human being. I should be subjected to all these commercials, these long commercial breaks, this terrible formatting that no longer fits the screen, uh, and the changing of fuck to, well, I don't want to say fudge because that's from the, the Christmas story. But, you know, it doesn't match. And quite often you can have fun with that and you, you play the games. And I'm sure there's points in history that people who are dubbing curse words out of movies going on TV, they did have fun with it. It's clear. They come up with the most outrageous, inane terms and phrases to replace the curses. So that that, that can be fun. But there's absolutely no reason. Despite that, I sat here and I watched Iron Man, the first one that came out in 2008. Which at this point, the amount of time that went by blows my mind. It doesn't seem that long ago that this movie came out. So much better. It's so much better than a lot of these Marvel films at this point. And I know you can say that it was fresh at the time because they were just starting this. And it surpassed expectations because it was a character that most people didn't care about. And Robert Downey Jr. came back and did a wonderful job. All that, yes, that's that's real. And it's not as if it were that edgy of a movie, but there's a little bit of an edge to it that Disney will never fucking do. They won't even go there. They're going to give us watered-down shit for the rest of our lives, and that is their whole mission is to own the earth and water it down with their fucking shit. Their nasty E. coli, salmonella, poisoning, watery shit. And this is what we're going to have to deal with. Because the first Iron Man, if I recall, was Paramount. And there was a little bit of cursing. I don't need a lot of cursing, but it was there. And some of the scenarios, which, you know, digging into Tony's chest when Pepper Potts has to replace the arc uh, reactor in his chest, it's slimy. I'm sure Disney wouldn't even know. That's, that's, our children cannot see such a thing. So it's a shame. It's a shame that they've been able to buy so much uh, that, that all the approvals that needed for mergers to happen have happened. Yeah, sure. Fine. Do it. You know, we're at the point where Comcast bought NBC and then within that they acquired Universal. Yes, that's correct. So Comcast has Universal Sony has Columbia Pictures. 20th Century Fox was bought by Disney. Paramount's owned by Viacom. The level of consolidation and the fact that these decisions are in so few hands and it's so difficult to rise up and create a new company, a new distribution company, a, a new studio, 
Because if you're successful anyway, one of these are going to swoop in and buy it from you. And if you're the owner, of course, you're going to take the money. Why wouldn't you? I think A21 has stayed independent. That may be the only one. Focus Features, now we're getting into the indie stuff, but Focus Features is also owned by Paramount. Uh, So I don't know what the solution here is. I guess it's the only way to remain viable especially when you're a publicly traded company and you have to show nonstop growth forever and ever and ever. What a wonderful model. Oh, you're not successful if you make $15 billion a year when the previous year you made $15.5 billion because that's actually less money. It's not growth. And you owe it to the shareholders and the board and these people. They need to be kept happy. So what do you do? You have to keep buying or you lay people off or you cut corners where you can to show that you're always making more money. It is an insane thing. I think at some point, if you're a publicly traded company, maybe there's a limit. You're there. You hit the mark. You're going to be successful. But investing because you're expecting to make money at that point, somebody comes in uh, as a retail investor and says, you know what, Apple, that's going to be the best way for me to make money. You know, it, it was at some point, but not now. You missed the boat. So find another company and jump on board with that one. It's a safe bet, I know, with Apple, and that's maybe an appealing thing that comes along with it, or any of the big companies, Amazon, Disney. Disney in itself, I don't see the appeal going to the theme park. My favorite was Epcot. I liked Epcot as a child. Magic Kingdom, I thought it was cheesy. The rides there, I thought were for babies. And I know that it's changed over the years. I have to say that I haven't been since I was in seventh grade. So that was 1994. Yeah, that's right, because the World Cup was happening here in the U.S. And I'm sure that a lot has changed but I also know that there's a lot of adults now who like to act as children. So going to Disney and having it for be for babies is probably exactly what they want in their experience. Me going at that age, Epcot, that was the place to be. Spaceship Earth, let's see the future. What's to come? I'm going to ride through this weird giant golf ball and you're going to show me kitchens of the future. And self-propelled lawnmowers, even though they were probably already invented at that point. And my dad didn't have one for whatever reason. I'm not talking about the riding lawnmower. I'm talking about self-propelled, where you hold down the bar and the thing rolls itself and then you just steer it. Uh Uh-uh. Whatever reason, my dad, I'm pushing the lawnmower. Real men push lawnmowers. He would never ride one. I think that uh, he would have been wholly embarrassed to ride. What is going on out here? Sorry I'm being distracted. See, there are a lot of gunshots or it's a lot of fireworks. The joys of living in a city with 8 million people. They're going to do what they do and you don't know what they're going to do. Another joy, there is no lawn to, to mow. I have no lawn. I haven't had a lawn in a very long time. But when I used to mow the lawn for my dad, it didn't last long, one, because he, he uh, didn't like the job that I did. Very particular with his lawn care, his yard care. And I have to say, he had a pristine yard. One of the best. Are we being bombed? This is not thunder. It's too rapid to be thunder. There was a, a few weeks ago, I was awakened with the loudest, what sounded like an explosion. It was 
because there was a blanket of clouds over the city, so it insulated the sound, and it sounded like a nuclear bomb going off. And I thought, I was convinced, this is the end. Here it is. I hope I go quickly. Can you hear this? So this is not this is not normal sounds. These are not fireworks sounds. I'm sure that you can't hear them, so it's a strange thing for me to point out as I'm recording this. But you think, do I need to do something? Do I sit here and I do I keep recording? Do I need to find some kind of shelter? There are fallout shelters all around New York. So apparently they're not really going to protect you. But back in the, the Cold War, when people were living on edge thinking that they were going to be uh, part of the nuclear holocaust at any given point, fallout shelters. The, a lot of the basements here in New York were reinforced and the signs were put on the buildings outside. And they're still all over the place. If you walk around New York, you can see these. And it's, uh, it's a relic from the past. In a vacuum, it's a cool sign. And it's like, hey, that's interesting. That thing's been there for a long time. Then you think about why it actually was put up in the first place, and it's horrific, horrifying. And you also have to have the supplies down there. If you don't have your bags of rice, if you don't have your bottled water, what good is it going to do? You're going to live, you're going to hide, and you're going to starve. And you're going to have to eat each other. No, thanks. Rather just go quickly. And like I said, I was just reading up on these. Apparently they're not even that safe. The radiation is going to leak in. So something I'd rather avoid. That's my go-to. Something's bothering me, creating anxiety. I don't confront it. I don't solve it. I just avoid it. Here's that thunder from uh, a little while ago that, that I thought was the beginning of nuclear war. And I don't know if this really does it justice because, you know, any camera, this is just a person who has a camera set up looking out their window. I assume like a webcam of sorts. And they have microphones. Are they the best? No, does it pick up the full range, especially the lows? Probably not. But I think, I think even that, the, the way it was extended in a much lower sound, it was frightening. And now the noise outside is still happening. I do think it's thunder, though. I think it's just strange, rapid thunder for whatever reason, because it has started raining. So let's hope for the best. If not, then this is the last episode of one topic, at least with me. Autumn can continue on. Uh, is that what you would do after, let's say, even if it was just one city in the country? It can be New York. It can be any city, but not a city you live in. So if there was a city that was completely wiped off the map by a nuclear bomb, and let's say you don't like New York, that's fine. I don't think that anyone really, though, would uh, revel in the idea of 8 million people dying. But if, if, if that's your thing, then I guess this doesn't apply to you. But most people probably, I hate New York, but you wouldn't want to see it wiped off the map. And so this thing happens. Do you continue? I know at some point you have to continue on living your life. And I think the th the closest thing we can compare it to is 9-11. And you do just have to move on. But it feels so strange to think. Even looking back then, like I was 19 in 2001. And you do just have to live your life. And obviously that's what everyone did. And there's this idea that if you don't, then the people who attacked you win. 
And I buy into that to an extent, but something like a nuclear weapon, like with 9-11, there's an idea, this was an awful event, but will it happen again? Probably not. Sure, there are people always planning and plotting, but if there were people on top of things, even then that could have been stopped conceivably. And I don't want to get into it too deeply. I'm just trying to make that point. Whereas a nuclear blast on a city, you know that it could happen again at any minute. And obviously, in this instance, there would be retaliation. It wouldn't just be, okay, you blew up one of our cities. We're going to leave it at that. So it probably trigger the whole thing. So I, don't, I understand the flaws in this exercise. But let's say we remove all that. A city's wiped out you know in the back of your mind that this can happen again at any point. It's got to be difficult to move on. And would you tune in to the next episode of One Topic with Autumn Fisher? I'm not here anymore. Is that something that you'd be interested in doing? And it's okay if you would want to. For my sake, I don't care. I'm gone. There's no offense if you just continue on. Maybe you even enjoy it better without me around. So be it. Again, I'm not, I'm not here to take offense to it. I guess in theory, there's this idea that it would be nice if you waited a few weeks or if there was a nice episode, a memorial episode. If that was the next week, you listened to that and hopefully left nice comments for once. But you're not obligated to do such a thing. And again, I wouldn't mind if you didn't. I want you to be honest about who you are and what you feel. And it's not always going to match. And my feelings may be hurt. They may be crushed. I may be destroyed when you leave a nasty review. But that's my problem, not yours. And that's how I actually feel about it. It's my job to figure out a way through that. It would be nice if people were a bit self-aware and thought about how their actions affected other people. That would be a wonderful thing. But you can't expect it. And you can't get overly angry. I mean, most of my anger is driven by the fact that people don't take others into account and they do things like ride the subway and blast their music and make us all listen to it, even though it's shitty music and nobody wants to hear it. And we all just want to enjoy our ride in peace and try to get where we're going without being distracted and frustrated. But that's my problem still, because I'm not going to change the other people. Even if I have ideas of task forces that have been approved by the mayor where some people have been empowered to go around and break knees or slice Achilles tendons, as wonderful as it may be. I still don't think that actually solves the problem. Fear is a terrible motivator, ultimately, and you should shy away from it. So leave whatever reviews you like. All right, here comes the rain. It is starting to pick up. And in this wonderful apartment of mine, I actually do really like this apartment, uh, $3,400 a month. What a steal. Though it's not so crazy compared to cities and even outside of cities across the board these days rents skyrocketing obviously costs of homes were skyrocketing until the fed jacked the instant interest rates to slow that down blackrock buying up all the homes to hold you hostage you need a place to live well too bad we own them all you give us what we want or you live on the streets you live in an anthill for all we care use it as your pillow let the ants crawl into your head not our problem. But with this apartment, the ceiling started to leak during heavier parts of the storm today. 
And I was afraid to tell the landlord. I still haven't told the landlord because in my mind, the landlord's going to say, oh, always causing problems, always creating issues for me. I want you out. I don't want you to be the tenant anymore. And especially because the landlord's brother moved into the apartment downstairs below my apartment and my apartment's better and just say it bluntly. My apartment's better because he's the brother of the landlord somewhere in his mind. I'm sure he's seen the place before he knows the apartment up here is better. And why wouldn't he be gunning for it? So maybe at some point he gets his way. And especially if I'm causing problems like, Hey, the ceiling's leaking, it's dripping. I'd rather just leave it. You know, it's just a little drip. Never mind the fact that water's probably getting into the ceiling on a larger level. And God knows what it's doing between the layers of the roof and the ceiling. Molding, rotting, whatever it may be. Out of sight, out of mind. I'm not going to ask for the most basic things. And my landlord's a very nice person. And they would, he would probably be receptive to it. This is all made up in my head. But I figure that the less you impose the better off. The less you are thought about by other people, the better off. Out of sight, out of mind. Like I said, the ceiling applies to me. That's my philosophy on life. I don't want you thinking about me. I know it's strange that I do radio and I do a podcast. And if I think about that, I don't have a good answer for it. Though there is part of doing it that I I think, and this has been discussed before, I find it disgusting that there's even a part of me that thinks doing something like this is acceptable and okay. Because I'd really just rather people don't think about me ever. You can get away with so much too. I'm not doing anything nefarious, but if I wanted to, it's much better when people don't even think about you. Because when the nefarious thing happens... You don't come to mind. It's the brilliant way to do it. And I'm just, I'm biding my time until the time I want to be nefarious. One day, that'll happen. What does it look like? I don't know. It's probably stealing a starter jacket. Thinking they're still popular and cool. And then trying to sell it on the black market. And I get caught because there's some kind of tracking device embedded in the seam in the sleeve that's deactivated when you purchase it properly some unsuspecting miami dolphins fan will buy this pullover puffy starter jacket and they'll have no clue and they'll be tracked down they'll be tackled to the ground this is stolen property where did you get it and they'll narc me out immediately and the people will say greg i never would have thought I never even think about that guy. I forgot about him completely. And the good thing is the reputation doesn't stick with you because after it's all said and done, they go along their way and they forget about you again. And with that being said, maybe you listen to this. If you didn't enjoy it, you just forget about it. As soon as it's over, you say, oh yeah, that thing happened. What? I listened to something earlier. I don't recall. I have absolutely no clue. And I think that's what I've got. And it's shorter than the other episodes. But again, in the few of these I've done alone, it's hard to do the, the show by yourself. 30 minutes for one person, I think it's good. An hour for two people, that makes sense. This is this 
again, I, I'm sorry that I keep bringing up the thunder. It is really wild. I wish there was a way I could take the microphone outside and have you hear this. I don't know what this is. I've never heard anything like this in my life. It sounds like fireworks, but it's apparently thunder. But then again, maybe it's fireworks. But why would there be fireworks on a rainy night? Who's watching the fireworks? Anyway, thanks for listening. Check out Hoff and Pepper. It's a delicious, brilliant hot sauce. Hold on, hold on. You gotta be able to hear that. And of course, when I do, it stops. Okay. Hoff and Pepper, one topic 15 for 15% off. You've never had food until you've had food with Hoff and Pepper. Whatever that means. Autumn will be back next week. I'll be back next week. We will talk to you then. Have a good night. Stay. Evening. Morning. And I forget you're listening to this whenever you want to listen to this. Right now it's 934, so I'm saying night. But just have a good, will ya? <laughs>